Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into Old School on a dreary Monday post-NFL draft, second round of the NBA playoffs starting up. I am Rico, joined by DP and Jay Foreman. How is everybody doing today? Doing great, man. You got my mic on? Yeah, your mic's yeah, on. Yeah, you're doing great, even though the weather is took a drastic change since yesterday. It was a beautiful day yesterday. Yeah. This weather's kind of getting me. It got me this morning. Well, it's just a typical – Nebraska can't have nice things yet. It got me this morning. Can't have nice weather, and then we got to have this, you know, last little week of can't reality. Have, you can't have too many good things. Yeah. Has to has to throw a curveball at you. Just felt like Monday. Like, <laughs> normally it it, it 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 doesn't come into play. Yeah. But this morning it was like, oh. At least it's not Gale Force wins out there yet. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, it, just, it was just a little weird. And hit us up on the Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line, 402-464-5685, or the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and now mm-hmm. streaming live on Twitter as well. So if you go to at 93.7 the ticket, you'll see the live video stream right there on, a, on the beautiful Twitters. It's right there. We're moving up. We fancy now. We, we're moving up. We're moving up. There's so much moving up going on right now. Moving on up. That's where I spent the weekend. Was moving up. In my mental space. Yeah, there you are. Look at you. 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 Well done. Uh, Twitter had to take extra precautions because Jay Foreman's going to be on Twitter. Yeah, they they were trying to figure out what what they were going to have to do. They had to boost it, you know, the the, the, the bandwidth. The bandwidth. And like huh. you got all that you got all that Jay Foreman on there. You gotta you gotta get that done. So what's your what's your first take of of the weekend? What's what's your top story of the weekend? Biggest story of the weekend, Jay Foreman. Well locally is obviously uh getting O'Shawn Mathis. You know, it was you know, I'm sure it was touch and go. It was kinda like you know, I wouldn't say a bidding war, but sitting there waiting for the I guess the facts or whatever to come through um, on a recruit. I mean, which he is or was. So that locally, that's the biggest news, along with you know two guys going in the second round. So I think it was uh, it was a good good Friday. You know, obviously with two guys getting drafted on day two, um, and then you know double it down with the uh, you know O'Shawn Mathis committing uh, Saturday afternoon. So. I think for the most part, you know, local in Nebraska, there's no complaints. You had a um, Samari Torre get drafted in the seventh round. He's, he should be excited. He's going to an extremely good situation for him in Green Bay where they'll develop him, and they have a history of um, developing late-round draft choices at the receiver position, and, and they end up playing there for quite some time. Donald Driver comes to mind. Um, so you need to be proud of that. And, um, and also, he was a kid you got out of the transfer portal as well. So – 
Um, you know, as much as the transfer portal, say, in theory hasn't worked out for Nebraska, it's worked out just fine. And I think a lot more cases than uh, people, re- you know, realize. And, um, you know, I think for the most part, every guy that was draft eligible found a place to go uh, compete. So I think it's a positive for the program, um, you know, because there's been years where guys have been, you know, undrafted and didn't get a chance to go to a mini camp or anything like that. So, um, you know, you wish all those guys, you know, luck. And then obviously, you know, you got to be excited for the university that they got O'Shawn Mathis, a, you know, a player that they've been wanting and coveting for a while. And, um, and obviously, you know, what they were able to present him was definitely um, something that was appealing for him. What do you think that was? What do you think that, that you know, I mean, I think said, it's everything. Right? I think it's, um, you know, whether, you know, they want to say, you know, anybody wants to mention, I'm sure it's NIL opportunity uh, profile. Um, maybe like the the role that he's going to play. Um, and he's playing in the, you know, in my opinion, you know, the best conference in, in the nation. If it's not the best conference, it's the second best conference going against the best players. So, um, you know, then he wants to compete and see where he's at. And, and you know, he probably knows he can go and produce against anybody, but, you know, he's going to be playing um, against the big boys. And so, I think it's that. I think once he came to Nebraska, he realized there's more to Nebraska than cornfields and um, and stuff like that. And also, I think um, you know, if you, in reality, if you have aspirations to go to the NFL, you know, you're, there's some small market teams out there that are not as uh, appealing as Lincoln. So you know, you got to make sure that uh, you come in with an open mind and understand that you're you know you're here to play football and and uh, you know get to the quarterback and and get tackles for losses and all that stuff and. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out, but you know they, you know they always say the cream rises to the top, and we'll see what you know see what happens. Well, I mean, you mentioned system. What what will happen with him for him in the system that the Huskers run? Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, he's going to be you know let loose going after the quarterback. You know, I'm sure they're not going to have him covering down the you know deep half. <laughs> he's going to cover two, so. Um, you know, look, I think football is football, so necessarily I don't think the system really matters. Um, I'm sure he's going to play outside linebacker, defensive end on third downs, and, uh, you know, play kind of position that he's used to or maybe, you know, be able to be a little bit more free, you know, you know, not read and just go make football plays. I think with him, I think um, what, you know, the film that I watch, he's a football player, he makes football plays. Um and um you know pretty stout you know he's got you know he's long kid um physical uh plays a good you know energy so um I, I you know i don't think they're gonna have him do you know 50 million things and take away you know from what he does best so i envision they're gonna let him go you know try to get to the quarterback but you know that you know that thing you know we got to get hopefully we're playing with a lot more leads and um and stuff where you get some chances, you know, where, cause you know, you can get a sack a game, but it might take you three quarters to set the dude up. Um, so you want to make sure that a guy like this and all the other outside linebackers too, to, to get uh, as many chances to get to the quarterback. I, I, I think I said this Friday and, and I think it's true today that the way business, the business of football was being, was being done here at Nebraska has changed and will change because of O'Shawn Mathis. Because you're showing what you're willing to do to get somebody. Yeah, uh, you got to be showing you show what you're willing to do, how you do it, 
obviously the present presentation was right. Look, you got other guys too. You got, I mean, you just pulled Casey Thompson out of the portal early. You got Paul, Trey Palmer. Uh, you got the receiver from what New Mexico State, and you know I'm sure there's some other guys. So I'm, you know, the business of what they're doing and the guys that are identifying. Um, but now we'll see. You know, obviously, if it comes to fruition or how that you know being you know good players. So, um, but you know, yeah, they. I mean, they gotta. I mean, for a team like Nebraska, that you know you gotta you gotta be open and appealing for, um, or you gotta be open to NIL and, and the transfer portal, and you gotta be appealing for players when it comes to transfer portal and nil so um but ultimately you know that's you don't want to use it as a kickstart and, and kind of add it as needed but right now obviously we've we've had to add you know quite a few few players what for you what does this say about nebraska and recruiting does it remove a piece of the the boundary that says Nebraska can't get top level guys, or is this the perfect storm to get the right player? At, at the no, right I, I mean I think they can recruit and get top. I never I never thought Nebraska couldn't recruit. Okay, um, I know when Bo was here, you know he, that was one of the things he said he couldn't recruit to Nebraska. I, I think the staff does a good job of getting them to Lincoln and showing the appealing things. You know not only in the athletic department, but Lincoln itself, Nebraska itself. Um, but the competition is out there. The parity in college football is out there. Everybody has good facilities. Everybody has a pretty good fan base. I don't think on Nebraska's level, but, you know, they have a pretty good fan base and, and stuff like that and opportunities off the field. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think this shows that Nebraska can go into any situation and feel confident they, that they can – you know, win a guy and get him to come here. Um, and it's also, you know, when you're coming off a three and nine and, you know, what, four, four and eight the year before or something like that, um, it also shows you that uh, they're they're selling and telling guys things beyond, you know, what would what happen and, and also forecasting what can be beneficial to them and how they can be beneficial to the program. So, um, you know, I definitely think they can recruit and, uh, and have shown it. Now you just got to – you know, get the you know get the mesh together, develop the cohesiveness, and um, you know, guys got to go out there and step up to the plate. Yeah, you know, him coming with the media attention, yeah, bring some pressure. Um, from what it sounds like, he'll welcome the pressure. I don't think he was running from it. Um, but then also the expectations need to be realistic and clear. Um, but then also, one guy isn't going to change the program. Um, it's just not. I mean, that's just nobody's that good so everybody else needs to take the same approach that we or they are going to do uh everything possible to, to you know obviously flip this flip the script of what nebraska football has been in recent history a lot of the conversation when K the casey thompson recruitment was happening was folks are like well is he going to have to compete for the job right why aren't we transparent about that is the same thing true here well, yeah, I mean, we, we we're not <laughs> like, in a like you're not bringing him. You're not bring, in, in, in theory. In theory, you're not bringing him in and in, in not to play, right, or start. In reality, nobody's guaranteed a spot because we're not good enough. We're three and nine. We were three and nine last year. Period. Okay, I don't care how close you got. All the all the kind of optics you want to try to put. Yes, the, Nebraska was this close mm -hmm. to winning. 
I mean, we could go over every game and figure out. And 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 I'm gonna tell you this: a lot of it was refs and all the other stuff. But at the end of the day, we're still three and nine. We're not good enough, and haven't been dominant enough to say, "Hey, I got Rico. Rico, you know, you trust me. You need to sit here, even though you're just as good as Jay or DP." You get what I'm saying? Now, just I've seen where guys roll out there the first series as a starter, and then the guy behind him ends up kind of taking taking over. So, I think he's gonna have to compete for a spot. Um, I'd like to think that he would be w- willing to compete for a spot. I think he'd be wi- I think I'd like to think that he'd be willing to come in and prove that he's better. So then he, when he's in the locker room, there is no look, you know, looking over like, "Oh, that dude ain't that good. He's kind of he's like a buster." But then how does how do you justify spending your spend if you're not sure he's the guy? Well, they're sure I'm they're sure he's the guy, but you still got to go do it, it's, right? It's, I mean, it's he, all about the result. It, it's all. He, about, see, I mean, they're 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 sure they're sure he's the guy. They, so they're they're not. I mean, I'm well, I'm hoping you're not spending out of just like desperation or like okay, I don't know if he's, he's the guy. I know they. I mean, I, I shouldn't. Let me backtrack. I don't know that, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wish I could shoot the I could shoot the bird to somebody right, right now. Right. But, um, right. <laughs> anyways. I don't think you go and get a guy out of the portal, I guess, of his stature and not think that he can't play a significant role on defense. I don't think you go get him and be like, hey, dude, you know, you, you compete for a third or fourth spot and then hopefully you work in to get into some playing time in game six. But but that's that, that's how funny – like literally all I could process yesterday was if you're, do, if you're doing this – you're making a statement about how you're doing business going forward. In theory, and, not not at all time, not at not not every time because dynamics could change. Because okay, let's just play this. Say O'Shawn Mathis knocks it out of the park. Garrett Nelson knocks it out of the park, or just O'Shawn Mathis knocks it out of the park. Garrett has the same year he does. Caleb steps his game up. Same with Jamari Butler, right? So now next year you don't have to get an O'Shawn Mathis, so you don't have to do it yet. Now in theory, you if you need a running back or whoever then you need to do it but you'd like to think that this is kind of like a bridge so you you, now granted they i'm assuming every team is always going to evaluate and dip into the portal that's just the way it is every year guys going into the portal from your team guys coming into your team or coming into your team from the portal um so i think it it won't be as like a regular thing like we got to do this for every guy so if you get 10 guys out of the portal it is not it might not be on this level, so, um, but I'm I'm just guesstimation. But you showing that you're will, all it shows me that you're willing to go out there, put yourself out there, and you put yourself out there it, to the point and to the magnitude and the process, I guess, to be appealing to a kid like this. So what that does that gives me credibility if I go to say to Rico's house or DP's house. They know all these kids have the internet. All these kids, you know, it was on the bottom line. I mean, it was a big deal. It was national news, right? Uh, you know, and so it could be another kid at Texas Tech or, I mean, or like uh, what other schools? It could be a kid from Baylor, right? Mm-hmm. So a kid from Baylor might know who O'Shawn Mathis is either by competing against him in high school, competing against him in the Big 12, and say he say he's a left guard, I don't, whatever that he could be. He'd be like, oh, okay, that's the spot. Okay, Voshan's right. That, so that gives you instant, I guess, street cred or just credibility. So I think it, it works out that they're, you know, that they're willing to do it. And it's, uh, got, you know, obviously, look, they've definitely been on them. I mean, they highly 
sought after dude. He had a chance, I'm assuming, to kind of maybe go to the NFL, um, you know, or and, and kind of look at that. And, and and so you're getting a guy that's, you know, obviously different than most guys in the portal. You got two years of this dude playing, two years, two years of like tape. This ain't like oh he was in a game or two. You get what I mean? Like oh he played a game or two. He suited up right. He, he, like you. Like, I could play in a game or two and get in there after we're winning 45 nothing and get six tackles against, you know, whoever. There's no pressure. This dude has answered the bell for two years. Two times, I think, uh, you know, all Big 12, right? Uh, one year he had nine sacks. What, last year he had, what, five? Uh, or give or take? Four or five. Okay, four or five. Um, so, at the end, and then he's, you know, had numerous tackles for loss. I think the thing – the little tape that I, you're able to find is that um, you see him show up in big games, Oklahoma, you know, Baylor, those type of, you know what I mean? You know, he's not out there against, you know, Northwest Missouri State and, you know, racking up three sacks and then he ends up with six or, you know, or nine. And then he hit up two teams that aren't even, a, you know, power five level. He has five and he only has four, you know, in conference where, you know, it seems like he, uh, you know, raises level of the game or raises level of play against in bigger games. So I think, I, like I said, every, however they did it, they need to, you know, obviously be proud of that. But then also, you know, the work is not done. The work I, is never done. Well, the, well, that's the 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 thing. It it's here's where it was this weekend as well. Uh, you know, how you say this black Twitter. Yeah, you know folks, yeah. it's black Twitter. It's a different vacuum of information and tweets that it's go better. On. Um. There's Nebraska Twitter. There's Husker Twitter. And Husker Twitter can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. It can be exhausting, especially on a weekend like this. So you use it – I use it to take the temperature of the room. Okay, what's important to the people here? But I'm not always sure that it's the temperature of the room because it's just the outspoken class rather than maybe the people who move the machine. Sure. That, that we don't particularly know – that we're hearing from the people who write the checks to make things move within the Husker football program. The people in the shadows. Right. Well, but 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 that's But that's probably where they need it, where they want to be. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sure winning is the most important to 99% of the fan base. How now at this point in time, however you get there, I think people are just just get there. And then, but then ultimately, then and once we, you start winning, then they'll start nitpicking you like Nick Saban. Well, but then you, you how have you to win, get back how it to looks. That. When right. you won, where it was at, what was the temperature, what was the wind, can you play in the cold, can you play on New Year's Day versus the day after New Year's. But that's you, totally like that is that's totally fine. That type right. of nitpicking that everybody people get upset about that, but it's much better and I guess more fun, easier to nitpick a winning program and just try trying to find issues yeah. sure. is a lot more fun than well, just it's having the, issues in front in of your anything face. in life right now it's the easiest thing to do is to be negative right. it's the easiest thing to do yeah like it like like it takes nothing it, it takes it takes nothing it t- it's almost takes more energy to kind of be supportive right now you don't want to be so supportive and have your head in the sand and like not face reality but the easy thing for people on twitter to do is like all question the coaching staff question the coach question the recruiting does it really matter <laughs> it's same old stuff you know or whatever but some of it's justified because of what what's happened. What's happened. But that was, you know, that's from last year, and you got to learn from it. Ideally, they would learn from it and move on. Um, but the temperature of the room, I think, is all in positive. 
it doesn't matter what I guess whatever was negotiated or whatever or potentially negotiated the fact that you're able to do that lets you know that you have support because if you were dead in the water or people weren't supporting the program it, and when you support the program it has nothing to do with players or coaches you support the program you see do. that's where I land you, you know every what I mean? day right. is that so you support the program mm-hmm. so if you support so if you have the support of the program then you can go out there and approach guys like this with 100% confidence mm-hmm. because you have the support of the program. So the fact that this happens lets me know the support's there. Now, how do you get more support? Go out there and play well. How do you get more support is do all the th- other things you need to do or maybe you haven't done before better. And then everything kind of take care of itself. You know, if you if you win or have a winning season next year, seven, eight, nine wins, Nobody's talking about the first four years. They're like, holy crap, man. You just, whatever you did in the offseason, we got to get this thing in this bottle here and we got to start selling it. Just like, just like that. Just like that. Six months. And it's not, six months is not a long time. So, if you. Well, it's a very long time if you're losing. There's no great. Oh, well, yeah. If you're, 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 yeah, but in six months, which is like from now to when the season starts, Mm -hmm. and say you start off winning and then, you know, you have a winning season, when you look back on. 2021, 20, 19, 18, nobody's going to be talking about that. Like that, it, like, the, like the people that are talking. Now, on a whole landscape, when I, like when, if you got to come and you know, talk to me, then we got to put the facts down, then we can look at it. But ultimately, if you handle your business, then everything will be okay. Winning is the most important thing. It, it, it's not the cure-all, but it does. It, it mass, Well, first of all, there could be things going on in a program, and they could be nine and three. And the same things could be going on in a program and be three and nine. You don't hear about nine and three because you're winning. I mean, whenever you've ever seen a report, I mean, you've seen them, but majority of the time after a win, they're not talking about. You can't you can't talk to a coach like, oh, you just won, you just beat you know Wisconsin. You know, let's talk about uh, you know who left in the transfer portal six months ago. Mm-hmm. Like you, everybody look at you like, what do what do you? Those aren't questions you're going to get. Yeah. So. And then that's not really what's going to be the focus in the offseason. Say you win your bowl game, right? And you have a good – What? You know, you win your bowl game. What is that, sir? Yeah. You win, <laughs> or go to a bowl I game. I don't know. You know, then you're going to – then you see improvement the next year. Then you can kind of start to kind of put, you know, credibility into your process. So, it's a it's – a, I mean, time is not – I mean, look, man. I mean, I've been on both sides of this, you know. Um, been in it when – Houston traded for me, you know what I'm saying? After four years in Buffalo, what was that? What 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 was your gut reaction to? to I didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, right? did not, I did not want. I was. I, I, I right, was that, like, that happens, right? Well, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. I didn't want to go. Here's why I didn't want to go. I left. The Buffalo that I came into as an organization was different than when I left because obviously John Butler got fired and we had a new coach. Mm-hmm. But I, as a brace of Greg Williams, Tom Donahoe was. At the, from the very from the I still remember the very first meeting that he, that they had. I was like, these dudes are out of control, <laughs> like flat out. What the heck did Ralph Wilson like? What did they put in his drink to hire this dude? Now, granted, that was after the Super Bowl run of Tennessee Titans and all that. Mm-hmm. But then I said, you know what? This is professional sports. I my dad, me and my dad talked about this for like it seemed like hours. He's like, dude, you just had, he's like, you got to figure it out. You got to embrace it. It's football. Da 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 da. So, even though the 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 program essentially in Buffalo was different, 
I still was loyal to the to the to the cause, and and, and then I end up starting to play better, right? And then played better, but then when I went to Houston, and it was like these dudes is like. I remember when Charlie Castley was talking about, I mean, literally the most, one of the most important things was him. The him was pens and papers, jumpsuits, all the bells and whistles. Like in Buffalo, we were still meeting in meeting rooms in the stadium and it, we had space heaters in there, but we were grinding. You get what I'm saying? The, we were getting a Gatorade from like, if we need a Gatorade, we'd have to walk in the locker room. We didn't have all the bells, but that's just what we were doing. That's we, that's the only thing we knew. Yeah. We were so excited that we got like an indoor facility because we could practice when it was raining out and not be out there or practice. It. We, we would just practice sometimes in the basketball gym. You know what I'm saying? Um, but then when you go to Houston and, and you see some of these dudes that are playing, I mean, we, we got Tony Baselli. You know, he looked like Frankenstein. He had all these damn uh, scars on him and stuff. Stitches. And you know, didn't look nothing like a football player because he – I mean, he had just bone on bone shoulders. So we, they talking about, oh, we can get Tony Baselli to play. I'm just like, this dude ain't never gonna play. There's, there's no way physically because yeah. he's not even going through many camps. I don't know why you talking about me on national radio like this. You then know? we have Ryan Young, <laughs> right? Hey, Ryan, you, Ryan, you ever seen some of them dudes ever had that knee that goes inverted and they run yeah. like like the it's old grand, right? Yeah. Ryan Young, who I played against at Kansas State, who was good. He had a bad knee, bad surgeon. I'm like, oh no. So I didn't want to go. I mean, I didn't want to go. But then, again, you got to embrace it. You got to, you know, that's what this, you know, you know, well, O'Shawn Mathis has to do. But this is why this this stuff, this transfer portal and this NIL stuff is is important. It is important because you don't get to choose all the time. You don't always get to choose where you're going to go when you're in there. When you're in the system, you're just, yeah. You you get in there, and then you see it's almost like uh, <laughs> so online dating. You got to see. It, you got to. Right? Yeah, when you're O'Shawn Mathis, you got choices. Right. Like, when you're wow. when you're somebody else, you don't have choices. So what? So this is this is why I call it the vortex, right? The vortex is appealing because we we're talking about O'Shawn Mathis. Uh-huh. There's three thousand other kids out there that we ain't talking about. But, but that's why. But but they're both the reason why you have it. Sure. It is the great weeding, but it's also the great coronation and celebration of. Years it's of your work. it's your rebirth or your quick death right in your like football you, career. to go through and it's necessary like a lot you're allowing people to go through this process put in the work change their location you somebody could say well this kid's not fast enough not strong enough there's somebody a way. else somebody else would be like yeah so is it, that's that's hey, good you could be like mel tucker that told craig uh uh craig ironhaired hayward's youngest son hey man and he's in look he said look kenneth walker beat you out Okay. What do you want to do? No, he said. Well, well you can. You can. You, I'm open for you to go to the to the transfer portal if you find a better opportunity. But you're always welcome back here. But this is the role that I got for you, right? Mm-hmm. That takes some. Mm-hmm. You, that, that hurts your pride. You're pissed off, but or, some, or you can appreciate it, and, and you got to respect it, right? Okay, so he did it. Came back, welcomed the new role. It, you know his leadership profile or went off the charts. Right, he became a bigger factor as the season came in. Made big plays and big games. The team took off. Now he gets drafted to Pittsburgh in the sixth round. You get what I'm saying? To play with his people. But to play with his, but just the fact that he's there to a good organization, it all seems to work out if, if you go approach it. And sometimes guys jump in. You know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Fadarius uh, was in there what twice? Yeah. You know, so you got to figure it out, and sometimes it works out. You like know, you said it just through through all of it. it it's it's Jay Foreman. 
being thrilled being drafted and saying, you know what, you got to just accept it and you got to get to work. And then Jay Foreman going, you know what, doggone, it's, it, it stinks to have somebody tell you where you got to go and then you got to work within that space. Because your, your career could have been affected by being in Houston rather yeah. than you, you'd be going to Dallas or yeah. to England. Uh, it does right? affect you. It so, does. I mean, it affects everybody when you get drafted. I mean, if you think of David Carr in Houston, I was like, he ain't got a chance to be successful. He ain't and, got no and you're married to it. And you were absolutely right. married to it. You could you could do nothing. We used to roll it. up and like if we if we gave up seventeen points, we know we won't win. I mean, but that's straight up. So Because you got a rookie free. quarterback with the worst offensive line in NFL history. Yeah. Rico, eighty two sacks. Do you understand me? I remember my watching man, I remember watching those texts. My man had PTSD so much. I talked to Joey Porter after a game. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You got to tell Jer- uh, David Carr. He helped me win. I think he got two hundred thousand for his, you know, mm. sack incentives. Mm. He got two sacks that David Carr. You know, if you a sack is if I'm chasing you as a quarterback and you go out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage and I'm close and to I'm you, I get that sack. Yep. So he got three. He got three sacks. He's like, "Yeah, I just got two. He's like, "You got to thank him." <laughs> he he was taking sacks like just out of habit. He triple pumped on an out route. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sack. I ain't never seen nobody open. Hold on, no, this is. It, I ain't, yeah, triple, this gotta, he was like, "Where's the safety?" Yeah, yeah he's waiting. Yeah, he triple pumped on an out route. I don't like, want to have you to, know, like you really. He bro, said, "I don't want to have to try and make this tackle or get blocked uh, by a defensive lineman. I don't uh, want this. I don't want this life." All right, Rico, take us a break. All right, we'll be right back with uh, Rico's. What's up? Grab your tea. Grab your coffee. I'll show you what's up. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.